We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Good day, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. What's on your financial mind? Don't be shy. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Some of the top stories of the day. Home prices rose 5.7% in January, led by Portland, Seattle, and San Francisco. Um, a lot of people being priced out of homes. Still a lot of competition uh, for well-funded um, buyers to get into the homes. Because there's not a lot of supply. Yahoo wants bidders to submit offers to buy the company in the next two weeks. Whoa. It's almost like we need a Death March song. Microsoft gets the evil empire. Uh, Yahoo needs a Death March because it just doesn't feel good. No, 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 no. Well, Microsoft might buy Yahoo. That Maybe that's why you would say that. Um, there we go. That's more like it. Are you saddened by this? A Bay Area internet giant, one of the big internet players of all time, you know, one of the starters of it. Company once saw its stock hit 250, and back in the 90s, you'd own Yahoo for a day and it would be up 10 points, and you'd own it for two days, it'd be up 30 points, you'd own it for three days, it'd be up 15 points, and you're like, whoa, let's print some money. Um,. So Yahoo sent out letters to potential buyers asking them to list which parts of the company they'd like to bid for and how much they're willing to pay. Yahoo's also asking for details such as how a bidder plans to finance the deal. There are roughly 40 companies and firms that have signed non-disclosures. They range from Verizon to AT&T to Microsoft. Um, Microsoft probably has the cash to buy their core business if they want to. Speaking of cash, it's expected that next month Apple's going to boost their dividend, maybe even a special dividend. Maybe even do something like fund the dividend with cash flow going forward, uh, which would be mammoth. But we'll see. I don't like looking a month ahead. I don't like assuming. A lot of Americans make a huge mistake when it comes to retirement. 
They think, I'll just keep working as long as I can. More and more Americans in their 50s and 60s are gambling that they'll be able to continue to work in some capacity. Yet the fact is that 50% of retirees have to retire early, usually due to health problems, their spouse's health, caring for a loved one. Only 27% of employees, uh, retirees, actually work beyond their normal retirement age. And that number could be as low as 15% going forward. Millennials are saving more than any other age group. Congratulations, the millennials. Um, thank you. Thank you. Um, 62% save more than 5%, up from 42% last year. 29% of them save more than 10% of their income, up from 22% last year. So they get it. People have millennials wrong. They see shows like Girls and they assume like they're just self-entitled lazy people that want mom and dad to bail them out. Uh, I would say they are the most connected uh, generation ever, and they use that connection to the internet really, really well. So just throwing that out there for you. Other stories of note, NBC says it's already reached $1 billion in ad sales for the Rio Olympics. Um, Remember the Zika virus is down there, and supposedly, like, the rivers are just filthy. Like, Brazil's broke uh we're 129 days away from and that takes over our life for feels like two weeks where we can't get away from that kind of in our time zones that's kind of good uh a lot of live events that they're not streamed well they'll be streamed but you can't like watch 10 episodes of the Olympics at once. So some of the main events will be pretty popular. Um, I think I saw 217 million Americans, 219 million viewers in the U.S. last year. Uh, not last year, but the last Olympics ones that were in London. Okay, governor. Uh, Burger King's introduced a red bun Whopper. Woo! <laughs> I've been waiting for this my whole life. Um, no, I haven't. Um, but it's got hot sauce baked into the bun. You know, a couple years ago, Wendy's came out with a pretzel bun, and every fast food chain, and hopefully even the quick service restaurants that you go to, or uh, some of the sit-down, high-quality, you know, restaurants, they artis- art- artisanal bread. Mm, okay, okay. Um, now, throwing hot sauce into a bun is not exactly artisanal. 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 Um... But it is kind of like hang out with a 13, 14, 15-year-old, 20-year-old, and they may think they're the smartest people on the planet, but the Red Bun Whopper um, will be something that appeals to them. And what's interesting about this is like if you get on Twitter and you know hashtag Red Bun Whopper, people are like, yeah, that Red Bun will probably cause 65% higher spikes in cancer rates, but it's advertising. It's, it's, it's viral internet stuff. Last year, I'm uh, not McDonald's. E, e Burger King. Um, last year, they did on Halloween a Black Bond Whopper. America's second largest home builder came out with pretty positive numbers, and something that they did was they said, you know, core earnings were good, profits increased 25 percent year over year. We know that there's not enough housing out there because we keep seeing housing prices go up because you know the very people are bidding. 
overbidding because there's not enough supply. So that's good news if you're the type of person who, how shall we say, might have a little butt crack showing. If you're an electrician, if you're a plumber, if you can put up, um, if you can paint, if you can put up drywall, we're going to be building homes steadily for the future uh, because the inventory levels are a little bit too tight. Um, in this case, Lennar said the average sale of price of homes rose 12% for new homes to $365,000 dollars. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. I talked a bit about minimum wage in the first hour. And I asked you to send me an email if you had any opinions on it. And one of the opinions was kind of, it's lining correctly with what I think is reality. And, you know, for the coastal areas of California, it makes a lot of sense. But for the rural areas of California, it's going to be a big problem. And some of the rural areas where companies have set up shop, um, they'll have to leave. But the minimum wage of $15 may only be okay in the Bay Area for major companies. Um, when you get to the rural cities, 15 bucks is hard to justify. And unions love it because their wages are tied to the minimum wage. Raise the minimum wage and unions get an automatic increase. Um, I don't think the minimum wage at 15 bucks is going to work terribly well in rural cities. You know those cities that you stop at on your way to the mountains? Whether you're going to Lake Donner, whether you're going to Tahoe, whether you're going to um, Beaver Pass, uh, whether you're going to Monmouth. It's going to be interesting. So Jim sent that commentary in that it, unions are the big winners there. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show, Facebook, Cron4, Rob Black, that's K-R-O-N-4, Rob Black. I could use as many followers as possible. Um, it helps. Uh, KDOW does have an app that you can download and listen to the show, and I think that's wonderful. Uh, any way that you can get financially educated, I think, is a big plus. Anyway, now, again, shows differ like golden clay, so be very, very cautious, and good luck. I'm um, trying to disseminate who's great, who's bad. To start, I like the Wall Street Journal. I like Barron's, B-A-R-R-O-N-S. Um, as far as financial gurus go... I think CFP Chad Burton is an awesome financial planner. His show is very educational. I have a tie to him. But I like the CFP designation more so than I like him. It's a standard that makes him a fiduciary and the content is solid. Um, I would worry because there's a lot of people out there who... I remember one guy who now has a show that he used to trade commodities. And that was his business because he was able to get on the radio and tell you like, hey... 
you should buy barrels of oil. And commodities have massive commissions tied towards them. Now he preaches diversification and asset management and other things, but he started off kind of brutally, I'm not going to say uh, amateurish, but pretty brutally amateurish. Uh, and it's good that he maybe uh, jumped on board and changed his ways a little bit. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Google CEO Sundar Pichai made $100 million last year. Woo-hoo! Salary of $652,099 million. $99.8 million in stock compensation. Are you kidding me? Is anyone worth that to a company? Their stock did well. Um, I don't know. I, I'm just going to shut up because... I don't know. I'm just going to shut up. I <laughs> think you're saying shut up, Rob. Just shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Um, let's see. What other stories are out there that uh, you know we certainly want to head a little bit more on? Amazon... Echo has done really, really well. And I think that's worthy of note because their Fire Phone was a disaster. Um, In Amazon, I think some of their product differs like Golden Clay. Um, I think they're a fun company to watch. I think they've got a fun CEO. I think he's pretty smart. Jeff Bezos. The premium speaker maker Sonos announced layoffs in his appears to be prompting other device makers like Google's Nest ultimately to work on look-like services to Amazon's Echo. Far from being a simply a power new tech toy, analysts see the Echo as a digital assistant, its name Alexa, as a game changer. So the question is, will Amazon end up owning this vital market by the time it matures? Amazon and others tout the Echo's abilities in the connected home realm, the lure of mini seems to be an easy to use, easy to use, easy way to play, easy way to play your music. I'm having trouble saying that. And Amazon sells music, and Amazon has storage that you can upload your music to. Um, so if you're buying an Echo, it becomes your in-home speaker. Um, when the iPod was first released, the pocket-sized digital music player helped usher in a new and almost unrecognizable computer scene where everyone carries a computer. Um, in their pocket, driving up Apple sales, profits, and share price. Apple's now the world's most valuable tech company. So when Apple came out with the iPad, suddenly all FM radios and CD players kind of went away. Think of the last time you bought a CD player or an FM radio for your house or a boombox. Remember boomboxes? All the iPod did was play music, but it eventually led Apple to the iPhone. So we're starting to see that happen with Echo. Sonos, the maker of popular Wi-Fi speakers, surprised many in the tech industry when it laid off employees earlier this year. I have Sonos speakers, and they're awesome. Wireless speakers, you could use your phone to play your music in your living room. You might be in the mood for sexy jazz. Your kids in the back might want rock and roll. Your grandmother in the granny unit, she might want, you know, 1940s, 1930s music, swing, I don't know. And Sonos is really good at that. So Alexa and the Echo product, it showcases the power of voice control at home. Its popularity with consumers can accelerate innovation. Um, Voice is a big change for how you communicate with speakers. 
the rest of the tech world seems to be taking note, even though Sonos, you know, kind of got hit. Alphabet, which is Google, is looking into creating a voice-enabled device along the lines of an Echo, Leapfrog, and its OK Google voice recognition software. There's also a lot of enthusiasm for people who want to create Echo-friendly devices. At CES this year, there was tremendous interest amongst big commercial developers. Companies like Fitbit and Uber, Domino's and NBC News, they've all integrated their services with Alexa. So now you could ask Alexa about you know how many steps have you taken. Um, it's selling well to the point that it's back-ordered. Um, you can order groceries. You can update your, your uh, shopping cart at Amazon. It's a semi-open system, which is kind of interesting. Amazon allows developers to build what it calls skills for Echo. Skills are effectively apps, and it allows it to be folded into its functionality. Uh, they have to be vetted by the company Amazon, but so far over 400 third-party skills have been added. A company like Samsung could get involved, or even Apple. The whole non-phone-based digital assistant. It'll probably take off. Keep paying attention to it. I read an article from a young woman in the New York Times that was pretty smart. Um, she had some good insight. She graduated with $13,000 of student loan debt. Um, or she had a little, she had 25000 but it's down to 13000 And she wrote an article to t kind of tell other millennials, you know, here's some of the positives of having that kind of debt. She says the student debt's held her back from saving, from investing, from having freedom not to worry about overdrawing my checking account. But she said that she also got a lot of financial awareness. So I love that. A friend of mine, her dad, took out a loan on his home, bought another home, took out another loan, bought another home, took out a loan, bought another home, eventually loses all four homes and foreclosures and has nothing. Worked two jobs until the day he died. Died way too early. Um, there's financial lessons that real estate and leverage can get you into trouble. But her story of student debt... She says it's goals, and she can visualize them. You know, she says that, yeah, I can't go out on Friday night uh, to happy hour with all my friends. I look at Facebook, and I see all my friends going to Europe. Um, you know, I have to account for my money. I have to say no to dinner with friends. So she's financially going to rock and roll when she puts that debt behind her. There are positives sometimes to the negatives. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show, Facebook Cron4 Rob Black. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 
I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about money, investing, and more. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, you ultimately want to buy stocks low. You want to sell them high. But that's sometimes tough. Well, statistics prove that Americans don't do that. And you have to stop yourself. You've got to stop being that bad of a statistic, in my opinion. So train yourself to see declines as a shopping opportunity. It'll help. But to be able to shop, you need a shopping list. So come up with stocks or mutual funds that you would like to buy in a down market. You don't usually get down markets. Markets are usually hitting high 7 out of 10 years. So... Um, and that creates a scenario for you that's very, very difficult in the sense that you're, you're buying high. And then you start getting into that greed and fear kind of worries. And that can be problematic, to say the least. Um, workers and firms are going to differ on what $15 an hour means as far as minimum wage. I can tell you there's some firms, businesses out there that really can't support $15 minimum wage. Will they go away? Probably. Uh, think about any business that you've walked into in the last couple of years where there's just like one employee, not one employee, but there's like one person there. Um, so we're going to see the ramifications of what that means over time. And again, it's it's baked in that cake over the next six years, five years, I guess. Um, speaking about baked into, uh, Burger King's introducing a red Whopper where the hot sauce is baked into the bun. It's a fiery red bun for a limited time. It's the Angry Whopper Sandwich. They've done stuff with a black bun for Halloween. Um, this is to get people like me talking about it. It's to get people on Twitter tweeting about it. And it's to get younger people to go in and say, I like spicier foods. So it's marketing. And it's successful. Burger King's pretty good at it, all things considered. Let's bring in Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. He's my personal mortgage lender, and he's someone you can use. He'll get the loan done. Let's talk about toughness on loans. It is a concept that I don't think a lot of people think about. Is it tougher for a 30-year-old to get a loan than a 60-year-old in general, just by age? Yes. Okay, and why is that? Uh, usually credit, uh, okay. debt ratios, income, down payment, everything. All things being the same, is it easier for someone to get a mortgage if it's the second or third mortgage they've got in their life versus the first? Well, let's get it straight. It, 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 they're not going to discriminate on age to begin with. It's, it's, it's more of just you know, how you've set up your life over a period of time. Right. Gen generally, the, you know, the older you know, Generation X, gener you know, baby boomers have more income, just more equity, more, more savings, yeah. and, and, so, and better credit scores and so on. So in general, yes, you're going to see that difference, but... The, the, it really comes down to the ratios and the credit score and, and your down payment. Let's move on to the second one that I just brought up um, and move off of age and move into if I've had three mortgages in my life, is okay. it the fourth one going to be easier to get than the first one? The only reason I can think of is that you have a better credit score because you okay. have more trade lines, but okay. it could be. It, it, and what it all comes down to is, is the higher credit scores means it it you get a better rate, which means it's more affordable. So, yes, so it does trickle down into easier financing. 35-year-old wants to, he's got great credit, 
who wants to spend $500,000 on a single-family home or $500,000 on a condo. Is the condo going to have a higher rate because it's not quite as attractive to the lenders of potentially taking over in foreclosure as a single family? Well, there could be several reasons why the rate could be higher or your payments could be higher. First of all, you have an HOA due, okay? And that HOA due calculate into an aggregate interest rate um, as though if it was a single-family residence. Second, it could be a non a non-warrantable condo, meaning it, it's had a litigation on it or there's too many renter-occupied instead of owner-occupied, which means you have to go to alternative portfolio financing, which could end up with a higher rate, and, and you could be in an arm. So you, you're a little bit riskier product. That's one of the reasons condos are, are, are risky and why if I was a condo HOA, I would focus on keeping my, my tenants in line, saying this is what I need in order for us to continue being able to sell and, and refinance, keep, keep our numbers in line as far as all, all the 30 points that are on this HOA questionnaire that could cause it to be non-warrantable. Um, so, yeah, there's a big difference in financing uh, if you're a 35-year-old financing a condo than it is single-family. It can be cheaper. But, of course, you're going to spend more money on the single-family residence to begin with. Okay. Is Would you get a rate lower if, like, you had 30% down versus 20% down? In general, you are going to get a lower rate with more money down, yes. it's called, okay. They're called risk-layered factors or adjustments. Huh. So the more equity you have, the better pricing you're going to get, which can translate into a lower rate, yes. And a lot of times if you have, for example, people, investors with bad credit, there's a lot of investors that buy properties on a yearly basis and they, they have bad credit. It's because they have a lot of equity or down payment, which kind of compensates for that lower credit score. That's interesting. As a mortgage lender, using these factors that we've talked about, sometimes age, sometimes how many mortgages you've had, some debt that you're carrying, can people work with you or can you work with people and show them, look, if you put another 5000 down or $10,000 down, 5% or another 10% down, you'll get a much better rate. Absolutely. So you have something that tells you um, Rob qualifies for 4.5, but if he throws down another 10%, it'll be 4.2? It really should be the most rudimentary skill of a loan officer to be able to know those kinds of 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 differences between down payment and percentages. And it's all about, the, like again, those risk-layered adjustments. And, and it's the way a lender or an investor is going to price your loan out. It's, you know, you're, you're a different person than everybody else. And they're going to be different than, their, you know, their neighbor. And, you know, theoretically, one guy could have a $3,000 mortgage on the same house and another guy could have a $2,800 mortgage. And it all comes down to how much money he put down, how much credit, credit score and what interest rate he ends up with. And it's based on your character. A friend of mine predicted five years ago that mortgages will be bought and sold on Wall Street at some point in time. Not really happening, but do you see a, a day and age where people can go to Sears and get a mortgage or people can go to Amazon? Yes, I do. Okay, so you think it's become more... You can go to Costco and get a mortgage. Costco. Has loans? Yep. I didn't know that. They do everything. Yep, they do everything. The thing they got into recently is money wiring, and they're doing it cheap, and they're basically killing Western Union, killing them. And I like that. With that said, you can find Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Fourteen years ago, the author of a series of popular finance books predicted 2016 would bring the worst market crash in history. His name is Robert Kiyosaki. His belief damaging... His belief with a crash would damage the financial dreams of millions of baby boomers as they just start to depend on money to fund their retirement. His prophecy, he thinks, is unscheduled. So 
It's going to be interesting to see because we can actually hold something against him. If you ever Google negatives on Robert Kiyosaki, you'll quickly learn that he's one of the, the lousiest people on the planet to take financial advice from. Um, in 2002, Kiyosaki wrote the stock market would crash. In 2016, as the first wave of baby boomers began to hit 70 and a half in 2016 and start taking required by law distributions from traditional individual retirement accounts. He still thinks that's destiny. Um, of course, something has happened in that period of time that is not just one statistic, people retiring. You've gotten China into the markets. You've gotten you know, millennials starting to finally move out of their homes, which they weren't a factor in 2002. And they're starting to make their own families. And they're a much bigger class of income than the baby boomers. So my prediction is Kiyosaki will once again be proven incorrect. He's been well noted as a liar. He's been called out by um, 2020. He's been called out by 60 Minutes as not being what he portends to be. Uh, he ultimately gets people motivated with seminars. So anyone who ties themselves to him, I look at finance as financially lousy or just not financially well-educated. Um, and I remember I dated a girl and I came into her apartment once and I saw a Robert Kiyosaki book. And I'm like, really? Like, you've got a thing for financial people, huh? And uh, it didn't work out. I'm not going to say that's the reason it didn't work out, but it, it probably had something to do with it. It was certainly in there. Anyhow, uh, be cautious. There's no gurus out there. You know, if you can't see that in the last hundred years the market's worked, what's your alternative going to be? You need a lot of money by retirement. A lot of money by retirement. And I wish that were, you know, just a cute little line that I was throwing out there. It's not. The people that try to charge you for seminars like a lot of money, they make money off that. And that's what the way that, you know, Kiyosaki, he doesn't even do seminars anymore. He licenses his name and he does, you go to his seminar thinking you're going to see him and you just see a video of him. That's pretty disappointing. Anyway, um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. A typical millennial, millennial being born today, um, not being born today, but the typical millennial, those born in the early 80s, they're going to need about $1.8 to $2.5 million by retirement. You need to start saving 10 to 15% of your salary today. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, 
Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I look at retirement as pretty scary, and I'm not trying to scare you, but I see it for me as pretty scary. I don't know what I'm going to do in retirement. I don't know how big the costs are going to be. I know that I'm not going to work till the day I die, I hope. Um, and hopefully, you know, I, I live to a healthy age, but I hope to have extra money when I pass because I don't want to go back to work. The average American wants to retire at 66. The problem is, if you just do the math, that's not happening. 66% of Americans retire before 64. But 50% of Americans want to retire at 66. And you throw in another 9% and it's 75% retire before 65. People typically want to work longer to save more money and to stop money from going out. Um, so Americans are gambling that they'll be able to continue working in some capacity. I have enough money I can retire. So I may retire at 50, 55, 60, 65. Whenever I'm done, I'll be done. I'm still scared of what it looks like. A lot of people, 50% of retirees have to retire early, usually due to health problems. Um, typically, their spouse's health, their own health, caring for a loved one, maybe a little age discrimination. Only 15% of people who want to work, work past the age of 65. So you better assume that, you know, your body's going to give up on you or something. Because it looks like statistically it will. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not trying to scare you. But you can't live in this world of, woohoo, I'm going to Mexico. Woohoo, I'm going to Hawaii. Woohoo, I'm going to New York. Oh, I'm pregnant. And uh, I'll save later. Baby needs a, a new carriage. Baby needs new clothes. Um, ooh, another baby. Uh, that will get you in trouble. In a matter of time, it'll bring you down. So, I'm not saying that investing is the end-all, be-all Mac Daddy of life. I'm saying just know what your options are going to be, and then you decide if you want to save 5, 10, 15% of your salary. Everyone listening who's under the age of 50 should be saving hopefully 15%, if not 10 and at the very, very pathetic minimum, five. Microsoft, Facebook, Apple doing well. The Justice Department has dropped its action against Apple. The Department of Justice sought to compel Apple to subvert its encryption features to gain access to the iPhone. I think that they could have hacked into it all along. I think there was going to try to be some public precedent set, as well as legal precedent. Um... But that's just me. That's the conspiracy theorist that I am. <laughs> I would I'll say this. Not a very good one. I don't believe in UFOs. I do believe in Bigfoot. Or the Chubacabra. Um, McDonald's. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Sitting near a 52-week high. Woohoo! I'm loving it. 
top component today in the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Um, GameStop got slaughtered yesterday. GameStop bouncing back a little bit today. That to me is a Civil War stock. And there's a song by Rodney Foster that I think was about divorce. But I'll make it about the Civil War. Nobody wins, we both lose. I have no interest in the North fighting the South. I have no interest in being around like, hey, will GameStop succeed? Will they bounce back? Will they get into digital downloads? Uh, no. TJ Maxx confirms dividend increase and in buyback program. I like TJ Maxx as a retailer. They're off-price retailer, of which those are the only retailers, not the only retailers, but those are the retailers that I like the most. I like it a lot. If they can get a sweater from, like, the Woolly Mammoth collection of Kate Spade that has $100 on it, and they can mark it down to 50 and there's an X through the 100 female shoppers, I guess male shoppers, too, they get excited. Like, I just got a pair of Woolly Mammoth Kate Spade sweater for 50% off. And it's just like the real thing. And it is, maybe. I don't know. But that slash price, off price, it's working with people. Um, and I'm okay with that. I'm going to suffer a little vocal fry right now. Uh, Amazon price target raised to $775 today. $775. Do I hear $785, $85, um, Supply chain initiatives are being viewed favorably. Amazon's turning into a transportation company. They're not, they're not going after FedEx, but it looks like they're copying what FedEx has done. One. Set up a lot of hubs that they can get you your goods as fast as they possibly can. eBay and LinkedIn both downgraded today. little funeral music for the dot-comers, right? Telling you that people just aren't as excited about some of these old tech dot-com. Um, if you're not a new tech, uh, it could be a problem. So... There's just, in a coverage universe, there's just not enough sexiness tied to some companies at this point in time that there used to be sexiness tied towards. Yahoo hits a new session high. The company says they're up for sale. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show, Facebook Cron4 Rob Black, Cron4 Rob Black. Thanks for listening. Hopefully we'll talk soon. Um, don't be shy. Find me online at Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, and uh, drop me an email rob at robblackshow.com. Take care. Talk soon. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision.